Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Eddie Gonzalez, and you're listening to Keeping It G, where we'll talk about sports, current events, and sometimes just random shit. Hope you enjoy. Daniel Jones, part two. What do you think of Daniel Jones? What do you mean by part two? Because I said Daniel Jones in one of the other parts. Oh, like, I started right. off, I was like, Daniel Jones. Because I honestly, I didn't think he was going to be... I still don't think he's going to be all that. He played the Buccaneers. He beat the Buccaneers, but it's the fucking Buccaneers. Yeah. That's what we were talking about earlier at lunch. We had lunch at Torchy's Tacos, for those of you who have never had it. Um, you're not living. Uh, this isn't a sponsorship or anything. I just fucking love Torchy's Tacos. Hashtag ad, by the way. It No, has, hashtag. I'm doing the thing with my fingers. Hashtag not an ad, but if Torchy's wants to sponsor, that'd be pretty dope. I'd respect it. But anyways, Daniel Jones. What do you think? See, that's it's a weird part, man, because like you can't judge it on just the one game. It's against the Bucks, and like if anyone listens to my podcast, they know how much I hate Cam Newton, and Cam Newton couldn't even get it done against the Bucks. So that's how bad he is. So when he played the Cowboys, I mean, he was only in there for a drive and he fumbled. But I mean, I I think there's a lot of upside to Daniel Jones, especially in that system. Um, but the problem is, it's just like. Your whole team is basically getting a refresher. They they feel different because there's no Eli. And I, I think I read that the players, they're in the huddle. And Daniel Jones came in here and he was just, he came into the huddle and he was like, all right, let's fucking score. I'm like, oh, dude, I don't, you're not supposed to cuss on this podcast. Fuck. What the fuck? Fuck. Dude? fuck. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you don't hear me fucking cussing, bro. What Love the fuck? <laughs> Come on, dude. It's your area. For, for, that's your area. That's your space. <laughs> I can't do it to you. For those of you who don't know, by the way, the, the voice, that lovely voice, is the voice of the Bubble Lutz podcast. Can be heard on Spotify, Anchor, soon to be Apple Podcasts as well. Um, t- what he just said, that's that's a guy that knows his sports. So like I said in my first, very first podcast, if you're tuning in and you want you know just sports that's the guy right there he knows what he's talking about he doesn't just say bullshit like i do not that i say bullshit but like yeah no his is more educated more he says what he wants to say he'll be working for espn or fox one day so catch him on it uh but back to what he was saying about the bucks being trash um you can hear that on his podcast as well uh but yeah continue what were you yeah saying? it when you have a guy like that that just comes in rather than eli's like all right guys let's get it done you know, for 15 years, that's Eli. Hey, hey, guys, do you guys want to? You guys want to? score? You guys want to win the game or something, yeah. man? No, okay, but like it's like a new relationship. Eli Manning's trash. Right. Yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer. No. Check out that episode. But it's like a new relationship. It's like you get that fresh feeling. It's like oh, something new, and that, that's where the Giants are. They're in the honeymoon stage right now of Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Now their schedule doesn't favor them. Right. They have tough opponents. Now that'll be the real judge of Daniel Jones. I think he'll be a competent quarterback. He's not going to be a pro bowler. He's not going to be a guy that he's a franchise guy right now. Um, but I mean, when you take a look at the best in the business, like it, it took him a few years to do it. So I expect the same out of Daniel Jones. If well, not Tom Brady, but whatever. I, I, yeah. But <laughs> I mean, even Tom Brady, well, I mean, technically, yeah, he, he came out red hot. Um, but like when I think of Daniel Jones, like he wasn't the best guy in the draft. For me. I don't know who he was, if I'm being honest. Look, and like, he, he played at Duke. There wasn't a lot of, like, sponsors or, like, a lot of attention on Duke. Well, on the football program. Exactly. Primarily, yeah. But, like, when you look at the other guys in that draft, like, Dwayne Haskins, who's in the same division, it, for me, is the most upside to a quarterback, and he plays for Washington. He hasn't even gotten And he's a sitting a year, right? Yeah, he's going to yeah. sit a year because Case Keenum's the veteran. He's going to learn on yeah, him. Yeah, Case Keenum's trash, too, though, I think. He's okay. He's a really good backup. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like he's not a starter in the NFL, but he's a really good court, like a really good backup. Yeah, uh, I mean, like they, I, I used to think that with Nick Foles too, I, and then I mean he beat the Patriots, whatever. But like, I used to think that about Nick Foles, and he kind of proved himself that now nah, he can be a starting quarterback. It's unfortunate that he got hurt, but but Case Keenum, he just I don't I don't see. That's the thing. Man, I don't it, see it. Is like when, when you're looking at quarterbacks now. The contracts aside, you don't need uh, Aaron Rodgers. You don't need a uh, Drew Brees. You just need a guy that just gets the job done. A system. You need a system quarterback. Even though they're getting paid a shit ton of money, 
It's like you don't need a guy that throws for 50 touchdowns like a Patrick Mahomes. Now, you're going to be at a lower tier than those Chiefs, than those Patriots, and those Cowboys. You're going to be at a lower tier. But if you're just, like, competent at that position, if you just give them the best opportunity to win, then that's where a guy like Daniel Jones will succeed is that, yes, they got rid of OBJ. They're out with Saquon for at least two months. But you still got Evan Ingram. You still got Sterling Shepard. You still got guys that can do well. And they're young, too. They're young. So they can grow with Daniel exactly. Jones. If, as long as you protect him and give him the best opportunity, then Giants aren't going to tank this year. They're just going to have, like, maybe a 6-10 and 10 season, maybe a 7-9. and nine. You think they win six games? I think so. I mean, they got one on the board. Uh, there's teams like the Pugs, the Bucks that they're going to face over the year. The Pugs. The Pugs. Oh, they're playing the Pugs. But, like, for me, it's, you know, Daniel Jones is... Okay, for now. I think once the real test, like, okay, we have the schedule pulled up here. They they got the Redskins next week. I, I think they'll win that one. Then they got the Vikings. That one, eh, it's That'll a, be a good test. That'll be a him. good one. And then the Patriots. Now, that's a test. That's that's a test. He's got to go to Foxborough and beat... On a, on a short week. Yeah, on a short week. And he's got to beat Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Is his middle name really Edward? Yes. And Patrick. I think I know a guy named Edward. Shout out to Edward. Apex Edward. Noisy. My boy. <laughs> My boy. So that'll be good, though, because, like, in the past few years, like, remember, like, Deshaun Watson, his rookie year? He went to Foxborough. They lost, but it was a very good game. Okay, game. honestly, the Texans should have won that game. They should have. Yeah. But it was just a great overall game. Yeah. So maybe I expect that of Dan Jones. He'll just be good, but I think they'll fall short. I think honest. I, I I'm not saying like I want this to happen, but I, I have a feeling that it was just this one game, and like this isn't the quarterback for the New York Giants. I just something's telling me like it just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't feel right to me. I think they should have gone Dwayne Haskins. I I thought yeah. he was the better quarterback with the bigger upside. It, it's just Daniel Jones fits what Eli was exactly. And yeah. that's why the Giants love him. And I think that that's why, like, when I look at Daniel Jones, I just see Eli. Yeah. Like, Eli was good when he started. Like, he was not bad. You know, he did the – made the throws. Made the throws he needed him to make. And, obviously, with the help of his defense and his coach, got to the Super Bowl twice. Somehow beat the Patriots. We don't talk about that shit. I said I wasn't going to talk about that on this podcast, but I've talked about it so many times. Like, I'm a little hurt. The Giants beat the Patriots. Eli did not beat the Patriots. Wait. I'll put it at that. So the Giants plus carries a one. Tom Coughlin. Yeah, that's why. Without without Tom Coughlin, he's nothing. That's they, what I'm, they that's what I'm saying. Patriots. Eli made and two the helmet. or three lucky throws, and one of them was a helmet catch. It's fucking bullshit, man. It's it, it's ridiculous to think that like Eli beat Tom Brady. No, baby. three Super Bowls later, here we are though. We have six. Beautiful. Go Cowboys. Yeah. So what do you think of my take of the Cowboys and the Patriots in the Super Bowl? I agree with it 100%. Like, I'm not going to lie, man. All right. When you said... For those of you who don't know, Lutz is a diehard Cowboys fan. He's wearing a fucking Dak Prescott jersey right here. Like, I'm looking. It's big-ass number four. I see it. Quattro. And it's like a real jersey, too. Like, it's it's, it's authentic. Sort of. Wait. <laughs> not stitched. about at Dick Sporting Goods? No, but that's what I mean. Yeah, you know. Uh, you know uh, some light. Uh, some light. Whatever. But, um, so you agree. When you said in one of the episodes where it's like offense gets it done in the regular season, the defense gets you through the playoffs, and then coaching wins in the Super Bowl, 100%, that's right. And for me, this is Super Bowl or bust for the Cowboys, especially for Jason Garrett. Now, okay, when you say when people say Super Bowl or bust, is it just getting there or is it winning it? Obviously, in the eyes of me? In the eyes of an angel. In the eyes of Jerry Jones, it is, if we get out of the first round of the playoffs, then Jason Garrett deserves an extension. In my eyes, we win the Super Bowl, then he gets an extension, even then I don't want him as the, as the coach. I, I have had enough of Jason Garrett. I've seen more upside in Kellen Moore and Chris Richard. Isn't that crazy about Kellen Moore, though? Yeah. He's a shitty quarterback. Well, that, I mean, you can make the case for like a great co- coaches around the league, like Sean McVay. Those who don't do... Teach and those, those who, who don't can't teach, teach, teach gym. gym. I'm just joshing. I'm just joshing. I'm just joshing. But 
Um, School of Rock reference, anyone? No? All right, cool. Let's rock today. You the bee's knees, man. The bee's knees? The bee's knees. <laughs> the cat's pajamas, man. Anyways, like Sean McVay, like he was a, an outstanding quarterback in high school, got through college, or even like, I mean, I can't, I can't think of like many more just on the top of my head, but like it, it's a very normal thing for a guy that is not as good at playing, but right. he's a tremendous coach and then vice yeah. versa. It's like Michael Jordan is a phenomenal player, one yeah. of the greatest. Yeah, we have do. that in music too. Like you have like those like all star artists that are just fucking amazing, but they can't teach you for shit. They just and then you have those players that oh, you're not really good, but they can fucking teach. Yeah, ass and they, yeah. they build someone. Like yeah. Michael Jordan is a great player, but him as a GM or just owner that handles the organization, you just look at the Charlotte Hornets and you're like, yeah. that that's not what was supposed to happen, especially for a guy like Jordan. Yeah. Um, and like like Phil Jackson, like Phil Jackson was a great player, but even better coach. Yeah. So that's where I, I'd say, like Kellen Moore fits into that is that he was in that system for so long, but in the end, like his abilities just didn't match what it could do. But his his mindset, his IQ, is unlike any other. Right. And to be with Dak for a couple of years, it only helped him even more. To be with those guys, like offensive line in general, is a great thing to see because like people don't know is that his dad was a coach and he was a great coach. So there's no like he's just coming to the come coming into this as a blind like like blind guy. Like he's coming in here with a great mindset and learns from the mistakes of Scott Linehan and says, "Well, I won't do that. I'll take some of that stuff because it worked yeah, here." Yeah, stuff that worked, yeah. But then sure. make make it even better. Make it to where it's modern, to where we fit like the Rams, like the Patriots. We're running motion plays, we're running weird formations that no one's ever seen out yeah, of Dallas. just not to confuse the defense, you know, you just gotta... Just basic stuff like running a guy motion-wise from one side to the other, like, Cowboys didn't do that. Doing that gives you so that. much, too. Like, that, that would help Dak out, too. Like, the reason they yeah. do that, really, is to check what kind of coverage yeah. they're in. And especially, like, when you go from a, a system where it was run by Romo to a guy like Dak, even in his younger years, just giving him the ability to do the pre-snaps is a hundred times better for this offense because if you just say oh if we send amari cooper on motion and we see that he's being trailed by one guy it's like oh we're running man and then say okay i still gotta watch out for the zone but this is the play we'll kill kill the first play and then run this that in itself has made this offense 100 times better and it matches what i saw in tony romo in those like prime years with dez is i see that offense but i feel like Dak has more upside to him because he can run. He can be very Just more accurate. athletic, honestly. More yeah. athletic and instead of DeMarco Murray, it's Zeke Elliott or Tony Pollard. Like, I'd take that. Yeah, like, I mean, I've been saying that the Cowboys have a Super Bowl roster. Like, they they have one of the better teams in the NFL. And I think, I, I mean, I've, I said that, I started saying that last year. Like, man, there's just a bunch of young guys and they're, they're going to grow together. They're only going to get better. Like, yeah, I mean, you really can't get worse if you've all been playing for you know a couple of years now, three years now, and you keep just you keep playing. Work just that just chemistry that goes yeah. up, and that that's that's more important on like especially on the defensive side, and it's shown like the defense is, I don't like, not I guess not statistically wise, but the defense, the Dallas defense looks like all right. They're they're a pretty they strong contender. Yeah, which is something that they've never really had exactly. other than with like Demarcus uh, Ware. And some of those other guys, but even then, I didn't feel like they were like a top ten defense. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's where coaching. So I agree. I think they meet the Patriots in the Super Bowl and they lose. Do you think it's close? Yes. What's, what's your score prediction? This is the official, making it way too early, but we're calling it September. What is this? September twenty third. We're making our Super Bowl predictions. Twenty first night of September. Two days from that. Yeah, twenty third. <laughs> My God. Um. 28 to 24. 28 to 24. And that's a stretch. I feel like there's less points being scored in that game. I think it's going to be like 17 to 10. Yeah, that's a good prediction. But yeah, I I feel like they get outcoached at that point. Because uh, last year's Super Bowl was a good example of being outcoached in a sense. But a coaching matchup that is fun to watch. Yeah, it was a fucking chess match. For those of you who didn't like the Super Bowl, like... I mean, I get why you didn't like the Super Bowl. Because... All regular season, you were used to watching Patrick Mahomes sling it 50, 60 yards and score 30,000 points. And then you get to the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the year. Maybe the one game that you actually watch, like a, like for real. And they only score like a total of what, 13 points? There's one 
Gronk play yeah. that determines the game. Yeah, but but in the end, it's like that's what football is. Exactly. It's a game of inches. It's a game one play can determine it all. Death by a thousand cuts. Exactly. Yeah. But I feel like they get out coached because Jason Garrett is just a babysitter, and that's where I think Chris Richard, eventually Kellen Moore, can be the the coach for this team and get us even farther than than we think right now. Do you remember what the first game you watched? Like what? A Cowboys game, like the first ever game you the watched. The first ever game I watched. We talked about this because I remember Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback. <laughs> Keyshawn Johnson at wide receiver. And that was the most horrific football I've ever watched in Cowboys history. They they lost every single game. I forget who they played. I think it was like Redskins. It was a divisional game at like the old Texas Stadium. And I was like, man, this team sucks. <laughs> but I'm going to go for them. But I, I just grew up like <laughs> my uncle loved them. Yeah. And it was just the only game we could watch because it was just on regular It was just like cable. a family thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not going to watch like a team from like San Diego or from like... New England. I, I mean, it, it just like, it was every week a Cowboys game was on. Yeah, and they always... And everyone on. came over, we watched the Cowboys game, and I just grew up in that, and I grew up in the culture. It's like right before I was born, they won so many Super Bowls, and it's close to home. But Damn. I remember those years, like Quincy Carter at quarterback, um, the early... Who the fuck is that guy? Oh my god, what was it? <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? Um, early DeMarcus Ware days, that's where I fell in love with him. Is I, I loved, I, I, that was my role model, was DeMarcus Ware growing up. Because that man was a great player, but he was an even better guy off the field. Mm. And that was fun. Um, and then Tony Romo came in. I hated him for like six years. I think everyone hated him for a little bit, didn't they? I I'm, I still remember the that, moments. That's like like one of the guys that got the most criticism, but was like the most loved too. At the end, yes. Like he was loved and hated so much. Because you think back of what he gave to the organization, and it's more than what any quarterback has probably ever done. Especially yeah. for the Cowboys. Yeah. I feel like he will go down as, along with Roger Staubach, probably the best quarterback in Cowboys history. Not due to Super Bowls or wins but in just, general. Yeah. Just... The, the type of respect and, like, chivalry that he brought to that organization. Mm. Now, not to, like, discredit him, but, like, when he fumbled that field goal, <laughs> like, that place kick, I still remember that day. I still remember being there and watching it and just on the way home from Quadras because I watched it in Quadras. Good old J-Town. Good old J-Town. And, I like, passing the or crossing the border and just thinking that was our chance. Like that, I felt like that was the end. Like that was it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like we won't have another chance like that for years, and technically we didn't. You haven't. I mean, the the closest we got was two thousand sixteen with with. Des Dad. caught it. That's all I'm saying. Des caught it, man. Yeah. That was that was the year, that was the closest year, that Romo had, and technically they did it. It was just it was that just, call. Yeah. Because they would have they would have beaten the Packers. Wait, why was he holding that kick? Like, why was he the place kicker? So earlier in the year, they had another guy. I forget who, what his, what his it was name the was. Backup, I think it was the right? punter. It was the, yeah, usually the punter does. Yeah. It used to be the backup quarterback, but then now punters are the ones that are usually place kickers. I, I'm probably wrong on this, but he probably got injured later on in the year. And then Tony Romo had to come in. And that was like maybe a couple months of him doing that. Mm-hmm. And he just fell under pressure. Like, it was a good snap. There was nothing wrong with the snap. It was just he bobbled it. Yeah, you have to do that so quickly. You have to catch it and then place it, make sure laces are out. Yeah. Laces out. And then... out. But you got to think, it's like he's very young at that point. Like, that's a man that, was, that went undrafted from Eastern Illinois. That man just took over that, that team and was the star of Dallas. For him to go on the road against Seattle... A very tough team at that point. And the game's in your hands, like literally in your hands with one play. And you ruin it. That's the stuff you never forget. As a kid, you're just like, I'm going to blame him because that was the whole reason why we lost. And technically, Technically it still is. Technically, it is, yeah. But you got to think like now, as a sports fan in general, and I've watched too many examples of it, is that those guys are still human beings in the end of the day. Is like if I was in that situation, I guarantee you I would handle it much worse. I'd be shaking, I'd be traumatized, thinking if I ruin this, I'm gonna be the laughing stock of the NFL, which he was mm-hmm. for the next three to five years before yeah. I even prove myself again. But what Romo did afterward was just he didn't fall under the the pressure. No, he kind of he kind of he took he the punch grew and he kind of yeah into 
the best quarterback that I've ever seen really in my time because of what he did pre-snap and the plays that he made. Bro, even like his commentary now, like that motherfucker's so smart. That just goes to show how smart he like was. Exactly, you know? man. And, and personally, I think eventually he will become a coach for the Cowboys. Oh, dude. And he will be an even better coach than he was a player. Oh, I, th- I definitely think so. I want to see it so much. I want to get to the point where it's like DeMarcus Ware is the defensive coordinator. So just all ex-Cowboys. All ex-Cowboys. Because I feel dope. like that would be such a great example of like what the Cowboys are. Yeah. is a, a legacy, in a sense. It, it just it's like a family fun. team. Kind exactly. Of, yeah. And it just grows within each other. You talk about guys that, that weren't the all-stars. They weren't the pro bowlers or hall of famers. Mm-hmm. I think eventually Romo should get in. I, and I'm being a little biased there because I just watched him so much over the, ne- the last couple years. Or over the last, what, 15 years? Yeah. That I just think that what he brought to the table was not just for the organization the best. But he, if a, if a young kid or a young quarterback is looking at a quarterback to judge or to resemble yeah it should be a guy yeah. like Tony yeah. Romo I, I think he has a better case well technically he doesn't have a better case than like Eli Manning but I think everyone knows that he's a way better quarterback than Eli Manning and he did way much way more than Eli Manning ever did um obviously Eli only has the two Super Bowls that's it but like even then like I don't think I think Tony Romo should be a Hall of Famer too it's kind of one of those where it's like, if they don't, if he's not a Hall of Famer, I'll understand why. He'll be in the ring of honor for the Cowboys. I think that's more than enough. Yeah. But if you're going to put in Eli, because you say, well, he he won two Super Bowls. Yeah. He beat the unbeaten like Patriots. That's actually that's the, the year story. I started liking the Patriots. Not because yeah. they were going undefeated, but like all my life just watching soccer, 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 mm-hmm. soccer. And a game that I remember like... We had a family party, whatever, and the game ended, and the next game that was on was the Patriots. I forgot who they played, but and I was like, damn, like this seems kind of cool. I like the colors, like oh, shit, that's pretty nice. And like the commentators were talking about how good they were. I think it was like the second game of the season too, and they were blowing the like, oh my god, they beat the shit out of this team. And I was like, damn, like let me let me follow this team. And I remember that that year that Super Bowl, uh, we like we watched it at my house, and I have an uncle who's a Giants fan. And I, I, I was, like, a barely a Patriots fan at the time, so I, I was just wearing a blue shirt. I didn't even have anything of Patriots. But I was just like, yeah, I like these guys. The, Giant, the Giants beat the Patriots, and I was just like, damn, my uncle's talking all this shit to me. I was, like, fucking, I don't know how, like, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One of those years, young and... Forty-seven. Forty-seven. I'm forty. <laughs> oh, man! I'm, <laughs> I'm 40. forty! Nah, but... And, like, after that, I was like, damn. And then, obviously, the season after that, they didn't do so hot. And then, you know, you had Tom Brady get hurt another season and they went back to the Super Bowl but I, I stayed with them I was like nah you know what these guys Tom Brady I like that name like literally and then it wasn't until like five years five years ago where I really really like got into it and like that's when I really started watching football more so yeah I don't know that was, that's my first that's time. the thing man you gotta think of like a good example is the Warriors yeah it's like when you first watch them and you're like wow this is how everyone should play and then you watch someone else and you're like See, what that, that's why wrong? I don't get, like, why people hate such great teams or why people hate, like, LeBron James or why people hate Cristiano Ronaldo or, like, Tom Brady or all these greats. Like, why I understand you, you're mad because your team, obviously, like, you being a Cowboys fan, you guys haven't been – you guys haven't – you guys won a playoff game, like, recently. But other than that, it had, it had been, like, how long? Since – 20 years? Exactly. So I understand where the hate would come. Like, oh, man, like, they're always winning. Like, you hate them. But I think hating is, like – the wrong way to look at it obviously they're doing something right like teams like the warriors teams or even just athletes if you want to talk just athletes in general like the reason why they're so good and why i don't understand why people hate you know these great athletes we're living in a time i don't know i I wasn't born obviously like earlier i I don't know about all these other athletes but i feel like now in this time period there's so many great athletes like so many like hall of famers so many goats that we talk about and that, not that we take for granted, but the people that hate them and just, ah, oh, no, like, they're always winning or, you know, this and yeah. that. Like, why why not view it as, like, holy shit, they're great. And we get to see them right Why now. not try to, other teams, like, why not try to, you know, embody that and, like, I guess be a resemblance of them, you know? They're right. obviously doing something right. So I never understood that, like, all the Patriots haters. I mean, being a Patriots fan, I had to deal with all the haters and, oh, you guys cheat all the time or this and that. And at the end of the day, they're the most consistent team in the NFL. They're doing something right. They've yeah. been doing it right since 01. And everyone tries to copy them. And everyone tries to copy them. 
whether you like it or not, your team has tried to copy the Patriots at one time or another. And they're still trying to. Because yep. that's that's like the example. That's like the that's gold right Cowboys there. Cowboys are perfect example. And of there's that. nothing wrong with that too. Like people like who that's say what like works. Exactly. If it works, why wouldn't you do it? You know? Right. Like that's how I see it. But yeah, man. Daniel Jones, huh? Daniel Jones. That's how we started this thing. I feel like that went really well. That was that was a good sports. Some some good sports. Yeah. Talked about your first time watching, you know, football. Speaking of first times. Yeah, let's just get into it. <laughs> let's get into our first times. Uh, warning. Well, I don't even know how to... Uh, what's like a good, like... Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> or like, <laughs> the following events have been dramatized for TV or whatever. <laughs> um, so no more sports. So if you just wanted to listen to sports, get off now. Stop listening. Turn on the news. Oh, I should... <laughs> Anybody watch the herd? That's that's where it's from. So first, what do you want? What do you want to do first? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we'll start off small. Oh, we kind of started with the first because I asked you like your first uh, experience with experience football. What was like your first like, like oh man, this is why I love sports. Like Ooh. your first moment where you're like, holy shit, sports are amazing, and if wow. you don't watch sports, you're a dumbass. Wow. Because I've had that my fair hate. share of those. Where you just fucking, like, you watch it, you watch a game, and you're like, holy fuck, like, damn. And you get the chills, and you're just like, damn. I mean, I guarantee you there's a time before that, like, in that moment, I was like, oh, wow, this is the greatest thing. The most. It doesn't really, but yeah. the first one that I still think of today was the 2012 Olympics with Mexico. With Mexico. Yeah. When that team is filled with guys that are going to go down as... The best players for the national team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking like prime Guillermo Ochoa. You're talking like prime, like even like Chicharito, Carlos Alcedo, um, Carlos Vela, like all of those Giovanni Los Santos, like all of those guys. Um, and it was just like a tournament. Like it wasn't anything special, but like the favorite was Brazil, like without a doubt. But it was a time when like Mexico was going through a lot of shit with drugs, cartels. And it just felt like no one really paid attention because it was just the news saying this person died, this other incident happened. It's just constantly negative, negative, negative. And then they get to the final, and I, I, I think in my head it's against Brazil. Um, and they come out and score within like the first minute, and I'm like, what just happened? Like we're, we're doing this, like, okay? We, we shouldn't be winning this, right? And I'm just like going through that. I'm just like, we shouldn't be winning this. We shouldn't be winning this, but we are, and we're dominating. And then they win, but it's not like the win itself. It's the celebration afterward, of people gathering in Guadalajara, in Mexico City, and just flags everywhere. There's cars parked on the street, and they're just all like celebrating. Yeah. And I'm like, for for one day. There's Ninety no, minutes, people were just for for just that amount of time. There's no, there's no deaths. There's no killings. There's nothing. It's just Mexico did it for their country. Yeah. They did it to just get their minds off of one, one thing, and just watching that with my mom, I'm just like, you can't, you can't script this. You can't say that this was just like something that happened. Like it wasn't just an ordinary thing. Like they win games. They win gold cups. They win. World Cup games, whatever. That's a fucking story, though. Like, but that's a story, yeah. man. And for weeks, it just felt like we can relax for a second and just say, wow, like, what a team. Yeah. We watched greatness happen, especially against Brazil. And for me, like, that was the moment where I just, like, sat there and I got chills. And I'm like, wow, that's what sports can do. That's what sports can give life to. So, and, and like, another moment's, like, the World Cup being Germany. It's like, for, for just, like, 90 minutes. That shit was crazy. Like, in that... Russia... Even the national anthem itself, you can just focus on that and you just say, there's 90% Mexican Mexican fans in here. Yeah, the amount of support they had in Russia was insane. And like in the middle of the national anthem, you're like, this is the loudest I've ever heard that. Even in Mexico City, when they play in Azteca, they don't don't scream like that. They Uh. don't cheer like that. And when Chucky Lozano, like their golden boy... Who comes in hyped as all and I hell got the like, chills. Against, against the greatest team, really, in national team history. And granted, like, they really fell off at this point. We just yeah. didn't know it yet. But, but at that time... At were... that time, it was like, they are the dynasty. They yeah. are the powerhouse. And for Chucky Lozano to get that run, and it's just the build. It's just the build. It's coming to it, and he jukes that one guy and shoots it. And you're just like, 
this is the future, but this is the now too. Yeah. Where it all came together from Mexico, you can believe in the in the hype, in the emotion that Mexican fans bring to the table. And for me at that moment, I scared the living shit out of my nephew because I screamed so loud. But as soon as that game ended, because they held on yeah. to that lead, it was so close. Guillermo Ochoa gets that post like save. That save, yeah. And then when the game is over, just everyone celebrates. And you're just like, we did it. Like, Dude, I stayed standing in front of my TV because I was back home in El Paso. And I remember it was like one of the earlier games too. But I got yeah. I got Whataburger for like fucking breakfast, bro, because it was like a tradition or whatever. And they score, and I was just like standing there in front of my TV, and I was just like, holy, with my hands on my head. Like, I couldn't believe it because yeah. Germany's like, Germany's like was the New England Patriots of soccer. Like, they were the powerhouse country. And, and for they Mexico, had all their best players. Mexico, like, obviously were the underdogs in that game. And the way they, I don't know. But that, even before that game, you're like, there's something weird about this game, the weird feeling. Yeah. Where you're just like, maybe. This, like, maybe yeah. this is the game. Yeah. Because you see all the young talent, but all the veterans too, and you're like, there's something about this team that just is unlike when they do against like qualifiers or just friendlies. Yeah, definitely. It just feels like they're coming in here and they're like... They have like a chip on their shoulder. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. It's like they have something to prove. And then coming off like Noida Penale, you're like, this team has something to bring to the table in this tournament. Yeah. And you have your obvious favorites, but like Mexico's just like that dark horse always. But he came together for that game. They didn't end it well no. in that World Cup. But just for that one moment, you're like... That's that what is, sucks, though, honestly. Like, the fact that they took down Germany and then the way they exited the World Cup. That's just, just the Korea game, the Sweden game. You're just like, you're just what like, happened? Yeah. It was like a hangover. Yeah. But that's what makes that moment so good is that I forget those other games for a little bit. And I'm just like, that is the greatest moment in my personal life until the Cowboys win a Super Bowl. It'll that, happen soon. It will happen. But even then, I think it, it'll get to the point where I'm like, finally. That was just... Everything came together. Everything was just perfect in that day for Mexico to win that yeah. game. Because I remember crying during the national anthem, crying when he scored, and crying after the game, yeah. just nonstop. And everyone's like coming up to me, they're like, congrats. And, and I'm like, like I've been with this team for so long, like yeah. seeing their ups and downs, and just finally getting some satisfaction in a great win that will go down in history as probably one of the best wins in national team history for Mexico. And saying... I watched that Pog. I was here. Pog, I was there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I can't say the same about the U.S. national team, but they're working on it. They're getting their shit together. I hope Pulisic is better than than Chucky Lozano. I will say that though. Yeah, I, I I'm sorry. I love Chucky, but yeah. Pulisic watching him play, I'm like, you are the best player on the field. Yeah, I think obviously my first like when I was like, holy shit, sports is like awesome. It's not as deep as that because it's just you know, but. It was a World Cup, 2010 World Cup. Lyndon Donovan was still on the U.S. team. I had just switched over to rooting for the U.S. because I used to root for Mexico my whole life. And then, Can I take a guess at what you're going to say? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. The Ghana? The Ghana game, bro. The Ghana that, game. That's just... Yeah. If you don't know the game, look it up. But, yeah, that's it. It's not nothing deep. It's just, damn, like, you yeah. know, that was a game. And, oh, we're, we were already out of it. Like, oh, we lost, whatever. And then I think it was like the 82nd, 83rd minute. Even later, even later than oh, actually no, it was in the uh, the extra time. Yeah, the extra time like added. After, he right scored after 90 and we fucking won, and like I was just like, whoa, corner kick header by Landon. Yeah, and I was let's see, how old was I? Twenty ten. We're in twenty nineteen. Twenty one minus nine. Carry the four. Uh, it's we're not a eighty seven year. years old. It's not a leap year. Uh, Full moon. No, was I wearing socks? Fuck. Wait, that is how old was I? <laughs> when was the first Apple iPhone? Twelve release. I was 12 years old. Wow. Holy shit, 2010 was that long ago. Feel old yet? Fuck. I'm 40! I'm a man! I'm 40! But yeah, so obviously mine isn't as, as a deep That's a good moment. Inspirational. Just That's why I didn't want to say mine, but I guess I think we should both say ours. Yeah, because, you know. I just have... Those are just personal ones to me, but like, there's so many moments in sports. Where obviously the like, Patriots winning Super Bowl 51, coming back... 25 points from the Falcons like down 28 to 3 that was fun that I remember it. We, were, we were we were watching it together no you were you were at your house don't lie weren't you there though don't be a fucking liar no the Super Bowl 51 we were at West which is one of the dorms here at UNT and it was me Sergio Babatunde oh. Jordan uh, Brittany Sergio's girlfriend 
and you were at home. I remember. I went home for the weekend. You had invited us to go watch it at your house, yeah. but we ended up staying there. And the whole time, all of them, all of them were all talking shit to me, except for Sergio and I, because Sergio jumped on the Patriot bandwagon that day, and I lent him a jersey and everything, whatever. And it, first quarter, second quarter, halftime, Lady Gaga performance show, and I'm, I'm just like, uh, halftime show, and I'm just sitting there like, all right, bro. She jumps off the <laughs> stage. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> but literally, though, yeah. So, like, I'm like, all right, like, I'm just thinking, I'm getting texts from, like, family members, like, ah, better look next time. Just, like, everyone, roll with the punches, everyone talking shit, and I'm just like, y'all don't know. Like, I ha- I kid you not, bro, I had a feeling, like, this ain't over. It ain't over. You play 60 minutes of football. You, right. I, until that final whistle, you keep playing. And I knew the Patriots weren't going to just, you know, take this. The owner came down at halftime for the Falcons, and he was already there in the third quarter, fourth quarter, whatever. So they were already fucking cocky as it is. Now, okay, now that I look back at it, like, looking at it, well, I'll, I'll continue with the story. And I'm sitting there, and they're all talking shit to me, and then two minutes and 12 seconds left in the third quarter, that's when it just, it turns. That was me snapping the fingers, in case you can't hear that. It turns, and that's where we, the Patriots just go fucking off, and they score 25 unanswered points. They tie that shit up, then they go to fucking overtime, and they score. Ugh, it's just, you know, it's just, ugh. My favorite moment in that. What? Was the Peyton Manning commercial? About the with the grandma one or something like that? No, like where where he's like they're down, like the Patriots are down, and he's like, Alright guys, he's super happy. And he's yeah. like, Alright guys, come on, the game's over. Yeah. So he starts and everyone's like, Whoa, whoa, what are you doing? He's like, Alright, what the fuck do I know? I was just a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> and then it's just like progressively it's like, Oh, they came back, he's like, Oh. Alright, whatever, I'm not watching this. I don't know why I remember that in that Super Bowl. I don't remember that if I'm being honest. I remember that. I was that. just focused on that. That and then the Julian Edelman catch. Oh, dude, that... Oh, my God. That was like... You know what's crazy? Because every single Super Bowl, there's always been, like, a catch that has gone against this. And it's always, like, Super Bowl forty nine, yeah. the Seahawks, Jermaine Curse made that catch at the, like... I think it was, like, the seven-yard yep. line. Yep. To put them in, obviously, they should have ran it. Wow. I forgot about that the catch, Jermaine Curse catch. Yeah, that one, I was like... Oh, he fucking caught it with his leg or some bullshit. The Giants games. The Giants games. You, Mario Manningham, the helmet catch. Exactly. Like, Those games, yeah. So, this was, it was our turn. It was our turn to get a fucking catch. Like, go our way. Dude, oh man, that shit was nice. I mean, I have it recorded. So I, every time I go back home, I watch the whole Super Bowl. I still get nervous. I don't know why, but I know what happens. But, Rip Falcons. They have never been the same since. They haven't, man. They're the most inconsistent team. They in just the took their recall. They're one of the most inconsistent teams. They ruined them. But, uh, yeah. That sucks. I like how we said we weren't going to talk sports, but we've just been saying our first. I'm sorry, man. You get me in here. And hey, man. Just, you know, it's just, you, it know, happens, you do what bro. you do. Host of the Bubble Us podcast. That's what you do. Let's get a little more personal. Let's get, let's get, you know, some light. what happens. Nah, dude. We, we can only talk for like a couple more, 10, 15 more minutes. Okay. Easy. So. I don't know why I'm getting closer to you. I'm kind of nervous. Are you nervous? I think at this point, that story is... Alright, alright, all right. everyone. We're just going to get into it. We're not, we're not going to... Because I was going to like like do some levels to it. <laughs> like and, build up. And be like, you know, tell me about your first kiss. You tell me about... Oh, oh no. Your first time hugging a girl or boy. I don't judge. Um, not there yet. Wait. What? Wait. Wait. Hey, PK, PK, PK. Hey, PK. Yo, they got the loaded burrito, bro. Honey! Alright, alright, enough, bro. No more stalling. When was your first time? How was it? What'd you do? <laughs> Tell me about it. Walk me through it. Oh, Give me the details. Well, Reenact it for me right Good here. thing is, it didn't take long. Oh! Old and... Pump Trump right here, ladies and gentlemen. Ugh. Man, okay. I hope I'm allowed to say this stuff. Yeah. Cool. Senior year of high school, uh, the love of my life at that point mm. was. Love of my life. You don't she, have to say names. She hurt me. You don't have to say names. I'm not gonna say. We're not gonna say names. Um, at that point, I was. She broke up with me, and so I was very depressed. I was like, I mean, it was Marvin's room like every day, yeah. like that. Yeah, it was bad. Like, every song, like, hit differently. Yeah, like, no, Oof. you just can relate to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was, like, bedridden for, like, days on end. We'd go to school. I, like, fake to be happy and all that. And then I get home. And at this point, I, I'm just, like, I need happiness. I need to, like, 
you know, like us guys were like, bro, you just gotta, you just gotta fuck some other girl. You just gotta do it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. It's a bad that, mentality that, to have. That is. And I'm like, we are now not, growing, and we know that's not the case. That's not me. We're but, mature now. Um, so I talked to this girl for like two days, and she goes to Eastwood, or she went to Eastwood. Uh, she's she's a model. She's a model. Like a like an Instagram model, or like a like a model, like like a model model. At, to this day, I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, but. So she did quotation marks around the yeah model. Um, highly doubt she was a model. Wow. Okay. Um. So <laughs> walk me through it. One day after school. After school. What uh, day is it? Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday. It was like a it was a Tuesday. Ah, everyone knows you're not supposed to do that stuff no, on Tuesdays. Tuesday, man. It's Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Taco time. Yeah. Um. So then, she texts me that she's home alone. Oh. And I'm like terrified. It's I'm terrified right now just talking about it. Hey man. Hey, that's really close. I'm not touching your leg. You're very warm. Ah, oh, it's it's fucking hot in here. Yeah, bro. It's because I have to turn off the air. Because if not, it'll make a sound. And you know, I want I want the best quality for my listeners. It's getting hot in here. That's why I'm talking into my phone. All right, go ahead. Let's take off all your clothes. All right, dude. You want me to end this right now, and we can just get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> um, but so then I'm like, okay, well then we're doing this. And this was the worst decision I've ever made. Um, so I go to her house, and she lives right by the golf course. Like Vista Hills? Vista Hills? Yeah. Like her backyard's the, the golf course. So then we go into her room. We we start making out, and then... and then She's trying to censor stuff, you know? Yeah, and she was like, we got to do it quick, because my parents are probably on their way home. And I'm like, oh, crap, okay. So then... And you were, you were a virgin at this time? Oh, very much so. Uh, okay, you didn't... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? That was like, what? <laughs> five years ago? Yeah. Or four or five years ago? Yeah. Um, so then we get into it. At this point, she is... I'm not attracted to her whatsoever. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just sad. I just, like, I thought I could get over it. Right. And then she started doing it. And I'm just like, I'm not into this. <laughs> like, she's doing stuff where I don't like it. I'm like... But are are you like, no? Are, are your is your shoulder shoulder is your shoulder? So I can't, I can't say, I soldier to, to is to your soldier at whatever at a salute at a salute not at all. <laughs> I mean, like if we're camping, there's no tent, like at all. And I'm like, well, how do I do this? <laughs> and and at best, I'm a chub. I'm a Nick Chubb at this give me, point. Give me percentage-wise. Oh, my God. Not even, like, 30%. 30? Jesus. Yeah. Like, 30%. And she's like, all right, let's do it. I'm like... You're stacked. Uh, okay. And we try to do it. Uh, did not work. And then I was like, well, I, I'm, I don't want to be here. I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't want to be here. Uh, so let's just go after it. And then... That it happens, like so. You you went up in percentage, or you, you no? You were we still just, at thirty. I, I was still went for it, and then it, it like, I, I I arrived. You arrived at thirty. I arrived at thirty. Not proud of it whatsoever. I was just like, we need to end. That's this. hard to do. Yeah. Um. So then that happens, and then right after that, she was like, "Do you want to cuddle?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, I'm leaving because I just want to get out." Parents of were coming home, weren't they? Like, yeah, they were about to. Um, so then, um, she, she asked the question, <laughs> which is the greatest question that I've ever been asked in my life was how did it feel to fuck a model? <laughs> how did it feel Armando? Lead Lutz? It was the worst experience of my life. Uh, so I was like, eh, <laughs> that's lit. I am not bullshitting you. It was, eh. And she laughed because she thought I was kidding. And you're like, no. And I was like, no, that is, yeah. And so I had to leave the house, but I couldn't go through the front door because she was like, if my parents like come in right now, they're going to see you. So I, she lived upstairs. I climbed down from her like patio area onto like, their, like the rock walls that we have in El Paso. I got on the golf course and just ran to the front. And just passed by all the people. Like, they all looked at me. Like, the like, people playing golf? All the people playing golf, all the people that worked at the golf course. They're like, how did you get in here? And I just, like, walked by. I was like, oh, I, I don't want to talk about nah, it. I'm just going to my car. And I had to loop all the way around. It took me about 30 minutes to walk back to my car. What? Yeah. Just to 
Believe me, it was not a fun time. That was a long walk then. That was a long walk. Because it was the golf course. You thought about what you did, son. Yes. And so I didn't get caught. I never spoke to her again. But <laughs> that's actually where I found out that I was allergic to latex. Dude, I'm allergic to latex too. Yeah, brother. Yeah, man. Dude, it hurt like a bitch. Yeah, no, like yeah. For a week, I was terrified. I was like, I need, I probably need to go to the doctor. I'm just kidding, my virgin. But I, I know because right. I was blowing up balloons one day and I'm, yeah. Yeah, and you got the irritation. Brandon, yeah. Brandon, if you're listening, I love you. Um, so a week goes by and like it's hurting. And I was like, I need to go to the doctor. And then I just figured out, I was like, wow, I'm allergic to latex because it just went away. Um, that was rock bottom for me in my entire life. I, I, no shit. I still think of that as like, it only goes up from here. It only here. goes up, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about hitting rock bottom. You can it's only, only go up. up from there. Uh, yeah. The, the worst experience. Because I was depressed. Yeah. And that only made it worse. And you know freshman year of college me that lived in the dorm. You were sleeping till like 5 p.m. You'd wake up. Didn't go to class. Yeah, hey, do you want to go get food? Yeah, let's go ate, get food. Ate once a day. And then usually at eat, 4 in the morning. No, no, no. We'd eat, like, we'd eat like as soon as you would wake up. And then we would do fucking play FIFA or do some shit. I'd go do my thing, come back, and then you'd still be there. And then it'd be like 3, 4 in the morning. We're not asleep yet. And you want to go get food? Yeah, let's go get yeah. food. Go get food. And then I'd have class like at 8 a.m. I don't know how I did it. I would also have class at 8 a.m. Just never went. But never yeah. went. Good times, good times. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was just still on that girl. I was still on that girl because she was still in my life. Yeah. Played me like a fucking fiddle. Uh, fiddle is uh, can be compared to a violin, if you guys don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first time, man. <laughs> you know what the funny part was? I don't have a first time, so. <laughs> Brandon, are you listening? I know. Uh, I so the, my boy at the time, not to name names. He works at a at a, a store that we recently. Brandon and I recently saw him at. Really? Yeah, he hit on hit up on Brianna. I mean, so did you. That doesn't surprise me. Really. <laughs> um, granted, from the experiences that I've had. Yeah, with yeah, him, yeah, yeah. Uh, but at, at the time he was my boy. I called him. Right after. Right after and, you did it? Right after I did it. And I was like, hey, <laughs> I did it. And he was like, really? He just knew, yeah. And uh, like me, I was like proud to say it. But at the same time, I was like, you're like, nah. I'm not going to say anything about it, though. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. All right, Eddie. Well, there goes my career. Nah. No one listens to this shit anyways, bro. Nah, true. And the only person that listens to this is like Brianna. That's it. And me. Oh, yeah. And me too. I listen to my own thing. That's why I'm not gonna say my first time. Cause, all right, good. It wasn't with Brianna. Oh. I'll just tell the story. She's gonna get mad either way. But it's whatever. Well, I mean, no we grown. Wait, yeah, we grown. Freshman. It was. It was freshman year, of high school. Going into mom, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. I love you. <laughs> what was his name? <laughs> <laughs> it's been eight years, mom. Okay, get over it. Eight years, mom. No, oh, it's been like seven years. All right, damn. Why am I sweaty? Uh. <laughs> Freshman year of high school, going into sophomore year that summer, I attended a wedding to a hotel there in El Paso. I remember this story. Yeah, well, yeah. I think I was one of the first that you told. What do you mean? I swear to God, you. I to remember you? you telling me this freshman year. I mean, we weren't close. If you guys didn't know, like, Lutz and I weren't that close in high school. We like, weren't close, but, like... We were, we, like, friends. We were in band, yeah, so like, we just... He was all right, you know? He's kind of cute, but... <laughs> But then, like, obviously, we lived together, and it just shit brought us together. Now yeah, we're inseparable. Yeah. I love you. Let's make a baby. Say it back, bitch. Hey! Love you, too. All right, there it is. Uh, so, we're at the hotel, and then... Uh, have a little bit of the bubbly? No, I didn't have a little bit of the bubbly, because I was, I was 14 years old, but that's, that's illegal. Oh, sorry. Uh, Seven and, more uh, years to go before your first beer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's Nothing. the next one. That's the next one. First time having alcohol. Well, actually, no. We I, I don't remember my first time having alcohol. Yes, honest, I do. Because it was so long ago. Yeah. Well, finish yours. Yeah, I've been drinking beer. for so long now, you know, dude. <sighs> no big deal. Been crushing beers left and right. Since kinder. Nah, no big deal. We only got like 10 more minutes, so. Let's do another episode. Part two. Part two. No, no, no. So check this out. Uh, long story short, we're at the hotel for a wedding. Uh, basically... Obviously, like when I don't know if you've ever had a been to a wedding that's in a hotel, like they have usually have like the suites checked out for them, like and uh, we uh, she I guess she planned it 
and like I didn't know how she had planned it. Like I knew to take protection. Was there consent? Yeah, there was. There was consent Good both job. ways. Yeah, Good yeah. Job. And uh, I got there, and then we're you know doing the wedding stuff, oh eating cake, all that, and then doing a little dance. Do a little dance. Made a little love. Got you down did that get night. Down tonight. Yeah. Um, good song. And uh, like way before like the wedding was gonna end, she was like, "Oh, like I told my mom to come pick me up." Cause it's like a drive from my house to the hotel, so it's like you know twenty thirty minutes. So as soon as I told her, like I was like, "Oh, she's like, oh Eddie's leaving. Walk, I'm gonna walk him down or whatever." Everyone's not paying attention, like how long she was gone for or whatever. So we went to one of the suites, you know, did did the thing. That is when I found out I'm allergic to latex. Good job. After though, you know, when you're doing it, you don't, you no, don't realize. No. You're in the moment. And then I remember like. My mom literally did come pick me up, and she had, like, a tea for me or some shit, and I was just like, thanks, mom. And I was like, oh. need that hydration. Dude, I was like, because I was, I was like, the first time, you know, and I was just like, damn, like, I just did that. And I, like, I couldn't look my mom in the eye. I was like. It's a little bit of shame. Drink, I, it was that Herbert, the, the tea, the, or the lemonade ones, like, yeah. tea. Yeah. I remember that, too, and I drink, was drinking it. I had the fucking wrapper. Okay. So the way I, I smuggled the condom into <laughs> the wedding. smuggled. Put it up I, your I, ass. I, I, <laughs> How'd you know? I told you? Yeah, bro. No, I'm just kidding. So the way I had it is like, you know how you wear like long dress socks? <laughs> <laughs> I had that shit stuffed in there. And so then like when we got there, she's like, you have one? And I was like, yeah, it's right here. Boom, pulled it out. out the sock. And then the rapper, she's like, no, you can't throw it away here. And I was like, let's just flush it down the toilet. And she's like, nah, because it might come up. I was like, whatever. So I took the wrapper with me and I put it back in my sock. I don't know. Just the wrapper? Yeah, the condom actually did flush. Okay. Like, whatever. Okay. Yeah, so... The, Gone forever, whatever. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, rip. Gone too soon. And then, uh... Hanging with so I had... <laughs> it's my fantasy. <laughs> uh, so I had the wrapper, like, there in my sock. And I just felt... I didn't feel guilty, but I just felt, like, dirty. Like, I was like, ooh, cochino. You know, like... Yeah. Like, I just felt like, ugh. Like, ugh. I felt defeated. And I wasn't, like... I just... I don't know. I felt weird. Well, you probably had a better experience than I did. <laughs> no, it was horrible. Right. But my first, first time was this past summer with Brianna. Ah, summer of 69. It's a good song. Was it like with roses all around, like daisies? <sighs> no, Butterflies it was, around? Uh, Did it feel like the first time? I'm not going to say where it was, but it was, it was, yeah. It feels like the first time. You know, that's what that song means. It feels like the very first time. So that explains time. the stain on my bed. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Make a baby. Now, yeah, so that was, that was it. Nothing too shabby, you know? Pretty young, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not proud of it. Yeah, I mean, the first time's always, like, never, that's I've never, heard, like, the best. I've heard worse. Well, I've definitely heard worse, too. Like, I've heard shit stories. Yeah. I, have you ever been caught, like, you were, like, you know, like, those are when it's, like, bad. Almost. And I've had, you know, people tell me their stories and, like, oh, yeah, I got caught my first time. And I'm like, that fucking sucks. Yeah, dude. Because literally, you're like, one. You're already fucking, <laughs> you're one. You're, you're, you're a losing hot, season bro. at that point. Like, you're already fucking anxious about it and shit. And then you get caught. Like, nah, fuck that, bro. Like, you just be a priest at that point. Because <laughs> obviously you're not supposed to be doing that shit. Um, but enough about the lovemaking talk. Let's talk, let's talk Brucey's. First time I had a beer was... I remember when I had my first beer. I do. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm a fucking sports fanatic, but I, I still remember it because of the sports moment that went with that. Right. And it was a great moment. It was the Thanksgiving game with the Dallas Cowboys, um, and Terrell Owens was on the team. Yo. It was get your popcorn ready day. Mm. It was that game. We were at Oasis Lanes in El Paso. I, I was maybe, well, I mean, Terrell Owens was like late thousands, like two thousands. So like I was probably seven, eight. You were seven, eight years old when you had your first alcohol? Well, here's the thing. Your first alcohol, your first beer. <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason why I didn't, well, I didn't think it was going to be like that. But so we were at Oasis Lanes and we were bowling and we had a shit ton of wings. And then it was all my dad's friends from work. And I had water. Everyone else had Bud Lights. You didn't have water. Don't fucking lie. No. <laughs> Don't you fucking lie to me. Don't you put that evil me, Rick Bottom. <laughs> so I'm drinking the water and I was like, okay, I'll have a wing. 
And I'm a little bitch at this point, so I didn't know it was hot wings. Not much has changed, yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> um, so I have a hot wing, and then it hits, bro. Like, it hurt. Mm. It was that, like, hot. And so I ran out of water. And I was like, I need something to drink. And all of his friends were like, drink this. And the bud light. And I, I didn't know, like, it was going to taste like that. But I drink it. And <laughs> remember that kid in the vine where he's like, nah, some liar, like, this is some bullshit. And he drinks the like, like, <laughs> That was me, bro. Because it was Bud Light. It's like the worst thing yeah. you could taste. Piss water, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I wasn't used to the taste of beer. So, I mean, it took a long time. But I had that. And I was like, that was the most disgusting thing I've ever had in my life. And it was years before I had, like, just a sip of it. But that was, like, legit the first time that I had a beer. The first time I got drunk. Do we have enough time for this? How long are you going to take? I mean, probably more than five minutes, which is the cap. Just sum it up for me. It was our graduation party. Oh, your graduation party, right? At your house? Yeah. And we had, like, a bunch of those uh, Twisted Tees and the Four Locos. Four Locos, Twisted Tees. Fuck Four Locos, bro. Rum Chata. Oh, yeah. Uh, A lot of beer. Me and... uh, Oh, Rip. I remember him. We went to go buy more for you guys. Great guy. Great guy. I miss him. Still still love him to this day. I am on Snapchat still. I don't. Yeah, I do. What happened? I don't know. I probably took you off. If you're listening. (laughs) I I miss you. Hello. But uh, so that was yours? My whole family from Juarez was there. That was the first time they ever seen me drunk. That was the first time really I got drunk. Uh, Got drunk within the first hour of the party. Threw up. And felt great right after and just drank more. But I remember my, my grandma taking away the four loco when I was dancing. Yeah. And I just grabbed it right back. You're like, no, no, no. I guess I'll t- say mine real quick. I doubt my parents will listen all the way to all the way to this day. They were there. It's actually a pretty intense story and not a lot of people know about it. But the day before graduation day, I'm kind of talking faster because I only have like four minutes to, and I still got to wrap it up. But day before graduation day, some one of my friends threw a party, uh, like a kickback, whatever. It was a kickback. Um... Yeah, so we all went. We were there chilling. One of this, one of my other friends, I'm not gonna say names. Uh, he bought about maybe like twelve or thirteen four locos, uh, the oh, gold yeah. ones. And uh, at this party, they were like, "Nah, like don't don't bring drinks because we're just we're having a fun time." But everyone really did, so they brought drinks. Uh, so we had like Powerade bottles, and we were pouring them in there, and like we were. It looks like juice if you think about it. Like if you pour out a four local, it looks like juice. So we had the Powerade bottles, and we were drinking that. We chugged two, like the like the big ones, not the little power ones, but the big ones, like the thick ones. We chugged them. Double C. Yeah, the, yeah. And so we chugged two of those right off the bat. That was about like four or four locals worth because you know, pour them, whatever. Chugged those, feeling great, whatever. And I'm a senior year of high school, right? So I hadn't been drinking for that long. I haven't really like, drinking that much. Uh, chugging all that, whatever. And then I, there was some drama that went on, like whatever. So we drank more. I mean, the same guy. We drank more, drank more. And I remember I woke that same party, whatever. Um, one of my friends had driven my car there because, like, they were going to drive me home and just drop me off in my car. Um, and I was just going to get down to my house, whatever. One of that, that same night or whatever, I don't know how much I drank or whatever. I remember waking up on the grass, like, and I was like, oh, shit. And the party was still going on. So I guess I knocked out for, like, maybe, like, five minutes or something. That's what they told me. So I was like, oh, true. And so, like, I got up, continued. Finally, we were leaving. Uh, they dropped me off, but I told them not to drop me off uh, in front of my house because, like, I didn't want parents to come out. So I, I told them to drop me off behind a store. And it was, like, there's, like, a Dollar General right by my house. You know which one? Yeah. In, like, an alley, whatever. All right? I'm, like, okay, I'm going to fall asleep, sleep it off for a little bit. I'm sitting in the passenger seat, so it's not illegal. Um, and so I'm sitting there, and I fall asleep. I set an alarm. I'm going to wake up in 30 minutes because I need to be home and, like, whatever. And so then I'll just drive home. It's, like, 15 seconds and then go home, sleep. Graduation next morning at 11 a.m. I get woken up by, like, fucking loud-ass fucking knocking, bright-ass cop lights, flashlights, whatever. And I finally wake up, and apparently they're like, we've been trying to knock for 30 minutes. We thought you were dead. Uh, there was a break-in at this store, and this car is here, and it looks suspicious. That's why we're here. And I'm like, wait, dude, hold on. I just woke the fuck up. Like, and, like, I was like, hold on. I've been out for 30 minutes. Holy shit. And the cops were like, they're cussing out me out, and I'm fucking scared. But, like, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I was already planning on going to UNT. I was already – graduation was the next fucking day. So I was like, that's it. My life's fucking over. My parents, the morning. <laughs> my parents are going to beat my fucking ass. Like, I knew it. And long story short, he's like, call your parents. My parents came. They picked me up. They were not mad at all. Uh, they were like, just, you know, be better next time. And they were like, I still came to college. Still came to UNT. And that shit was scary, bro. It was a great day to be a night. Dude, like, and the next morning, everyone was like, hey, Eddie, you're alive. And I was like, I don't know how. 
Dude, I was sweating alcohol so much during <laughs> that graduation. Like, if you look at any of the pictures, they're bad. All right, well, that was my story. Hopefully, my parents didn't listen to that shit. Uh, well, I mean, they already know, but still, you know, who likes talking about it? If you're listening to this far, we appreciate you. Expect more collaborations between the Bubble Us podcast and the Keeping a G podcast. Uh, we really have a fun time talking. We can go on forever, as you can see. We're kind of crunched for time. Uh, let's you know what you want to say. Uh, no. All right. Check out Bubble Let's Podcast on Spotify, Anchor, everywhere. Um, go ahead and donate to him. I know he has that set up, and thanks.